0: It was funny because I felt the Lord say that he was going to start my message in the worship and he did, <laughs> which was just so beautiful. Um, I wanted to talk today. This has been um, – I, I apologise if I get a bit emotional because this is a deep work he's doing in me and I'm still – I've come – you know, you go through it and you go back in it and stuff like that but it's like at the – I feel like I'm just on the tail end of one and it's still a little fresh – Okay. <laughs> I just don't want you to feel like I'm trying to draw something from you because this is actually between you and the Lord. And I feel a weightiness and I feel a invita- but I, it's funny you feel an invitation and a joy but at the same time it has the weight of seriousness about it. And and it's that it feels like the road is getting narrower. It feels like the squeeze is on and it's not a bad squeeze and it's not even necessarily that things in your life are going wrong. It's this like, feeling like an internal squeeze. And um, I can't remember where I heard it years ago. I liken it to a tube, a full tube of toothpaste when you squeeze it and the toothpaste pops out. And quite often that's what our hearts are like. When the Lord squeezes or he uses circumstances, even if he hasn't ordained the circumstances, he will utilise those situations to see what's in you. He knows what's in you. We just need to see what's in us. And so sometimes he'll just let that be squeezed and it will reveal the stuff that's inside of us. And so I feel like he's saying the narrow road is getting a bit narrower. And the title of this is like the narrow road but it's actually also a life laid down and a while ago um probably six months or might even be longer ago i was i think in a prayer gathering here and i heard the lord say restore the altar and i saw people on like there was a big uh blacksmith anvil like it was massive just on the floor right here and People were coming to that altar, and it was like they were tipping their chest and laying their chest on the an, on top of the anvil, and it was like I saw the Lord saying, "It's in that in that place of laying our hearts on the altar. That's where the blacksmith is. That's where the work happens. That's where the." The um, reshaping, the retooling happens. It goes from—I think I've shared on this before. Actually, goes into the fire, goes into the water. You know, like it's beaten around into the shape that the that the um, craftsman needs it to be. And I feel like again, it's there's a moment today where we can lay our hearts on the altar again. And there's things that aren't necessarily sinful that are in our hearts or in our lives but they're not beneficial either. And I feel like I know he's been pressing on some of mine, so I know then he's been pressing on some of yours too. He does it corporately. And that there's some things that need to go. And it's not a a mental shift that needs to happen. It's a heart shift that needs to happen. And it's it's only him and you can kind of do some of those shifts. When you need like a readjustment, of the heart, it's like where the heart is hard and it needs to soften. It's like we present ourselves and we and we just stand and we stand and we say and we're like, break me, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. I cannot have a hard heart. It's not okay for me to have a hard heart. And I keep presenting to myself until he just goes, Here it is. And he shifts it. And there are so many voices around, so many voices around but we really need Holy Spirit to do a work in us. We don't need another podcast necessarily to do a work in us. We can get fresh um, fresh fuel from those things. But it's, there's a point at where it's just you and the Holy Spirit. It's where you are breaking, allowing your heart to be broken before him. It's where you are allowing him to press on those hard things. And it's okay for it to be a wrestle to get there too. It's not an instant thing. It's always a process. And so what are the beneficial things? The beneficial things are, so when I say beneficial, not all sinful but not all beneficial either. They're the things, the little things that erode from your connection with him. They're the little things that erode your sensitivity to him. They're the little things that erode your love and connection with others because people are a part of this. It's not just between you and the Lord, like your not sin but beneficial stuff. It's this way and it's this way. And so all these little beneficial things need to, they get to be your choice of whether you want them to go or not. But I feel the Lord saying, will you choose me above them? Will you choose the narrow road? Will you choose to just lay those things down and not go back to them and pick them up again? Will you choose me? Because he's not going to force you to choose him. He's never going to force you to lay your heart on the altar. He's never going to force you To choose the narrow road. The word says, Many are called, but few are chosen. He desires that none perishes, but that all would be saved. He desires that all would boldly approach his throne with a clear conscience. That's the heart of the Father. But we get to choose if we will yield. And I just know that it's a beautiful thing that when my husband has options of things he can do, when he chooses to spend time with me and to forego his own things so he can be with me, like how it ministers to me. And I can only imagine that when we choose to lay things down, not because they're wrong, but just because they're getting in the way, but when we choose to lay those things down, how much it means to Jesus. We've, um, the church has been in a massive era, it still is, in the, like an era of grace. But we cannot be mistaken to think that that grace allows us just to wander wherever we like and do whatever we like. Because even in like the big pool of grace that we're in, We still choose him. Okay? Jesus is the narrow way. In Matthew 7 verse 13 to 14 it says, Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. And I think that's the thing to understand just because it's hard doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because it's hard does not mean that you're out of His will. He has made absolute grace and provision to be in the hard things and still be in the centre of His will everything you're called to everything you put your hand to when it's in his will there is the provision um a few weeks ago i was um i was reading the things at john 10 and jesus is talking um like the parable of you know um the gate and the sheep know the gate, the sheep know the way in. If a stranger tries to come in the side gate, they know because they know his voice. And I felt Jesus also, um, he say, I am the door, I am the gate. And we know it says that in other scriptures, but I am the door and the only way in is me. You cannot come in the side gate You cannot come in. And so I just really also in this space want to encourage you, there may be things that you feel like you're trying to deal with and wrestle with on your own and still get to Jesus, and that's not the way. The way is I step up to him boldly before your throne, Jesus, and I just say, here it is. Here it is. I don't have it all right. It's all messy. I'm still in the process. I'm still whatever. I don't want to, have to do with this. I'm still in the pile. <laughs> but here it is. And you need to know that's one of the sweetest things to Him. It's sacred to Him, it's holy to Him. He is refining, he is purifying, and he is consecrating. He's asking for our whole hearts, he's asking for our whole lives, and he's asking us to love what he loves and hate what he hates. And part of, I don't know about you, but sometimes it helps me to see there's sometimes when I, I'm in the midst of it and I don't get to see what's ahead, he doesn't show me. And that's totally his prerogative and that's where faith and trust is built. And then there's times when he actually gets me to see glimpses beyond the, the squeeze, the laying on the altar, the feeling, it's really, really hard Sometimes it gets me lets me see beyond that, and he's been speaking to me probably i don't know for a while now about psalm one thirty nine verse sixteen, and it says, "Are not my plans all written in your book before i think is it was before my life began and and there's something in this season about the refining the the squeezing, the consecration, the being called, uh, laying down the the things that aren't beneficial. There's something in this season about laying it down because well, we always know it's unto something. But it feels like the unto something is because it's so much bigger than us. So much bigger than us. His plans are so much bigger than my plans. And if I don't, if I don't respond to him, if I'm not sensitive to him, I will not fulfill my plans. Did you know that's actually an option? If we don't follow his leading, if we don't follow where he's going, if we don't be obedient to what he's saying, we will not fulfill our plans that he has for us. And for me, I feel the fear of the Lord on that. I really do. And because I think we've just, in this grey season, you know, or the way the, the church has been in the grey season, it's like we've missed the fact that love to God, a part of love, is actually obedience. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. When you're quick to respond to him, he receives it like love. Like let that sink in. Like he receives that as love. And I feel like the Lord is calling us up to a higher place in the area of obedience. Like demonstrate your love. Don't just say you love me. Be quick to do what I ask you to do. think that also the other thing with the plans that he has for us is that we need to realise they are time sensitive sometimes. Not all of them, but some. And part of that is because it's like, let's zone out and let's think world, global picture. The Lord may give you an invention that is needed for this generation, this season in this country he may give you that and if we don't respond appropriately to that then he has to go find someone else to do it but that very invention at that time it was given to you was for a specific task and a specific solution to a specific problem Like it has intent when he gives you something to do. Your plans have an intention and it's not just about me and him as such. It's also about how I impact the world. His plans for me... Sorry, Emily, I'm just going to open, you? I knew this girl when she was four years old. And the Lord has graciously brought our lives back together. If I had not stewarded my life, it would I would not be leading her now. How I steward my heart, how I steward this matters to somebody else. It impacts. Now, she has a prophetic word over her called a mother to nations. If I hadn't stewarded the prophetic, I wouldn't have given her the word. She may not know what it looks like yet, but she's had something to cling to. You matter. You matter to fulfill the plans of God because somebody else's plans of God are related to yours and connected to yours. And so we need to approach this with intentionality, not just to put it off till tomorrow. It's a now. It's always coming back to now, 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 now. And that's where I feel like we're at at the moment is that expanding our vision of what our plans look like but also the, Im- the global ongoing impact because you can guarantee we affect this way. It's also being affected generationally and it is a legacy. And the father's all about legacy. <laughs> I just got a little note here. These plans aren't about us having a big, comfortable life we have always dreamed of. It's actually about his great love for people. So I'm just going to teach you. It's always about his great love for people, not just us, not just me, but everybody else. And uh, we were doing, uh, I think was it was at prayer on Friday. And I never quite captured this before, but I felt like the Lord just put on my heart a cry for those out in the world that aren't yet his bride. And, and it was so impactful to expand my... And I know that's logical. I know that is logical. But it was like there was something about it that I grasped that I've never grasped before that it's important that I fight for the bride that is yet to come. Because I'm very good at fighting for someone standing next to me. But am I good? Am I efficient? Am I skilled? Am I honed to fight for one that I don't know yet? And that could be in this time frame now or it could be in the generations to come. Yeah? Sure. (laughs) So here's some questions to ask ourselves. Because even after today, when you get up tomorrow morning, it's like, what does this look like? What does this actually look like? And I just had some questions that we could ask ourselves... Because it actually will point to where I'm living from. What does my day look like? Does it follow his leading? Or does it look like me getting my things done? Is my calendar filled with my plans or the things he has asked me to do? When was the last time I experienced him? And I I use the word experience because we can read the word and get revelation. We can hear, we can sense, we can feel, we can see, we can just feel him wash over us. Because that will actually, if you can go, oh, it was a year ago, you need some fresh fire. (laughs) If it was this morning in worship, because this is a gauge of how tender your heart is, how sensitive your heart is to him. Because he's always moving and he's always doing something, and he's always speaking. And so am I, is my heart coming into a place of where it's like, "Ah, oh, there you are, Jesus." Or am I too busy?" Okay? Do I feel connected to him to him? Do I desire to know him more? Is there an actual want, a wanting in me? And so we're just going to close up and Andy's just going to come and play and I'm going to open the altar space. And if this is like, if you've felt the Lord just pressing on some stuff for you, you don't even have to know what it is but you can feel like there's a, there's a witness in your spirit because the word says his spirit bears witness in our spirit that I, I invite you, if you want, it's your choice. You don't have to, um, to come up to the front and just surrender it to the Lord. Surrender, like put your heart on the altar. This is between you and him. Um, our altar team aren't not going to pray for you. This is between you and the Lord. But also what I'd like to do is extend an invitation. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus and you would like to, we would really, really love to pray with you. And we will have people to come and pray with you. And so, I would, if you're responding to the first part, would you mind just coming up to the front, and just leaving some space between the stage, and that, and for those that don't know the Lord, would you mind coming and standing in front of them? So then we can, um, then we can know who, who we need someone to pray for. you want to stand even if you don't feel a response
1: you, this is a moment of invitation to the Lord. If If you don't feel like you can bring yourself to come to the front, you can kneel just where you are. There's nothing special about this area but there is something significant about us just physically responding to the Lord. Posturing ourselves in humility before Him. If it's kneeling, just bowing your head, just entering in but it's this is the Father opening his arms wide and just inviting you back home. Inviting you into that place where you belong. It's with him. It's in his embrace. And you can bring all of your struggles. You can bring all of your lack. You can bring all of your unbelief. You can bring all of your anger. You can bring all of your frustration, all of your disappointment. The Father's arms are big enough to take every part of you. You can bring all your fear into the arms of the Father. to you. Lord, even just as you're restoring robes, Lord, let us see your restoring robes, Lord. those robes of righteousness, God. those robes of identity, Lord. that robe of sonship, Lord, even as like the prodigal came back home to the father. that we find peace in the arms of the Father. We find our home in the arms of the Father. We find rest in the arms of the Father. Embrace. We receive it deep, Lord, right down into our core, right down in that place that you dwell with our spirit, Holy Spirit. And as the scripture said, Lord, if we've become one, our spirit has become one with your spirit, Lord. We pray, Lord, let it sink in deep in that deep, deep place, Lord. And then let it flow, Holy Spirit. Let it flood our hearts. Let it flood our minds. That we are yours and you are ours. That we belong to you and you belong to us, Lord. And that you've invited us, Lord. You've made the way into oneness with you. And we say, Lord, fulfill that prayer that you prayed, Jesus, in John that we would be one as you and the Father are one. We say, yes, Lord, we receive oneness. We receive oneness with you. Thank you, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, an impartation of oneness, Lord.
0: I just want to read to you Ephesians 2, verse 4. And it says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he, had, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up. He raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he may show the immeasurable richness of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. His mercy is great. His mercy is great. Your love for us Jesus is great. Jesus, we just bless this day. We bless our time. Feel free to just continue let him ministering to you. But feel free to be released. We just thank you for joining us today. We bless you. This is recorded so you'll be able to find it again even if you just want to sit in it and let the Lord filter and sift your heart with you in the privacy of your home. I just really encourage you just to spend some time with the Lord even after this and just go, okay, Jesus, is there anything that is unbeneficial in my life, in my heart? David said, search me and know my ways, O Lord. We bless you.